Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi and welcome to Talking Trading. I'm financial journalist Caroline Stephen. If Chris Tate was to define trading in a few words, it would be right market, right time, right instrument. We talked to Chris today about what he means by this and we also have a look at how trading has changed over the past 20 years. Michelle Brunacci of the 2015 Trading Game Mentor Program also joins us today to talk about her trading journey we find out what some of the surprising things have been for her along the way and what she learned so far in the markets. But first up, Louise Bedford in MindPower asks you, is this your best work? Years ago, when I had a real job where I was managing people, one of the things I used to ask them is, is this your best work? So by asking that question, I was hoping to find out, are they at their maximum capacity? Are they achieving all that they need to achieve to feel fulfilled and to also hit the outcomes that we needed to as a business? Now, I want to ask you, are you doing your best work? How can you improve and constantly find new ways of approaching life so that you feel more fulfilled? Is it for you that you need to stick at something? It's so easy to chase that bright, shiny object and to get distracted these days, isn't it? I think a part of this comes from fear of missing out. F-O-M-O. I think the Facebook land that has opened up in front of us, all of the sources of comparison that we have right in front of our face, that has really highlighted people's fear of missing out. I want you to think more internally. If you're always comparing yourself with others and their bright shiny example of their life and you're comparing that highlight reel with your own life, you might find you're coming up short. But I want you to think tonight as you go to sleep, is this my best work? Have I done what I set out to do today? And once you do that, you'll be able to incrementally improve your life step by step so that eventually you'll be living the trader's life. (laughs) If this is the sound of a mad person laughing... What do the markets sound like when they've gone mad? Well, you'll have a chance to find out. 
as Louise Bedford and Chris Tate are running a one-day workshop in Sydney on August the 7th and Melbourne August the 21st. Chris and Louise discuss the key to making money in the markets. Right market, right time, right instrument. We speak to Chris Tate now on what he means by this and on how the markets are different from 20 years ago. Chris Tate, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Chris, how is trading different from the way it was 20 years ago? I think the fundamental difference we have now is the impact of technology. Uh, Back in the dim, dark days, and these are the dim, dark days, uh, when I first started in broking, the very, very early 80s, we used to get orders from overseas. And these orders from overseas would come via a telex. Now, no one under the age of 30 will know what a telex is. It's actually a printer that is about the size of a shipping container and it would print the mag- at the magnificent rate of about one page every 10 minutes. Uh, nowadays, pick up the phone and there's every world market that I could ever possibly want to trade. Because back in, back in the day, you couldn't even place orders in the US. It, it was almost impossible, certainly for individuals. For institutions, you used to either have to have an office in that country or one of these odd reciprocal arrangements with a broker there. And it was convoluted, difficult, painful, and bloody primitive. So was there a more narrowing focus of markets in in those days? There was. When I first started trading, we had equities, and that was it. Uh, Derivatives appeared. We did have the sort of embryonic spy contract, but that was only for retail investors simply because uh, the deposit per contract was $50,000 a pop which is well beyond the preserve of the vast majority of retail investors. And then options appeared shortly after that. But they they were narrow in focus to a small handful of stocks, which is the way it should be. Uh, Now there is, I keep losing count, 120, 130 optionable stocks. And of those, 120 are rubbish. Which do you prefer, the old days or the modern days? Look, the old days had a certain... Look, look, I'll use the word romance because it was, it was old-style broking. You would have to work things out for yourself. You would have to think for yourself and you could pick up the phone and yell instructions to an operator, which is always great fun. Or you could go down the floor and yell instructions to the operator on the floor, which was always great fun. And it's that traditional image of what sort of broking is, this, uh, this cacophony of noise, this high testosterone sort of environment. Nowadays, I think brokers were very different back then too in that woe betide anybody who tried to get an order done after lunchtime on Friday because the majority of operators would be completely incoherent as too would be a great many stockbrokers who'd either gone down the local pub and got hammered or they'd snuck snuck into the toilet and, as a friend of mine used to say, had indulged in the Mexican marching powder. (laughs) Were you more profitable in those days than... Modern days or vice versa? Uh, vice versa. And I think, that, I think that's a function of a few things. One is experience. With, with the experience comes a, a certain rhythm, a certain understanding of how markets work and how you work in relation to them. But it's also being a quantitative or mechanical trader, that's now much easier. Back in the day, you used to have to chart things by hand or cobble together charting packages whereby you couldn't... I mean, I've just run a data download and in that data download, I've downloaded the entire US market 
the entire ASX, all the commodities I follow, all the FX markets I follow, and that took all of two minutes. That would have simply been impossible. You couldn't do it at all. Broking firms in the past actually used to employ chartists to sit there and chart by hand because there was no mechanical means of doing it. And then charting packages appeared, but there was no way of getting the data into them. You used to have to do that mechanically. So some poor bugger would have to sit there and type the data in, which brought in all sorts of issues of it was slow, there were transcription errors. It was expensive because you had to employ somebody. Now machines do it all for you, which, which in some ways is a little bit problematic because you become removed from the market and the data. But you are more profitable. Yes, you guys, Louise Bedford and yourself have an up-and-coming Markets Have Gone Mad event. Would you like to tell us about it? It seems to coincidentally be really well named, given what the English have managed to do themselves. If I was to define trading in a few simple sentences, right market, right time, right instrument. And it's something that traders get wrong all the time. As an example... If you have been trading Australian equities since the GFC, you've been wasting your time. The big movement in equities markets has been in the US. That's a simple fact. And if the people you've been listening to, the people you've been talking to have been telling you to buy Australian equities, they're idiots. The market that has been moving has been the US. Right market, right time, right instrument. And the market's gone mad is built around understanding how that functions. So we look at market, we look at time, and we look at instrument in terms of what actually constitutes a move. What, what does uh, an archetypal move look like? And so it's, it's built around this notion of trying to deal with events like Brexit, trying to deal with events like the collapse in mining, so that you're not actually blindsided by these things and you continue down the same path ad infinitum, wondering why it's simply not working. How can people get involved in the markets gone mad? If they simply go to tradinggame.com.au and it's right there on the homepage. Just click on the link and away you go. Chris Tate, thanks for your time. Thanks, Caroline. Michelle Brunacci is a mentoree from the Trading Game Mentor Program in 2015. We speak to her now to discuss her trading journey what some of the surprising things have been for her along the way and what she learned so far in the markets. Michelle Brunacci, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, Carolyn. How are you doing? You're a mentoree of 2015. Michelle, let's find out a little bit about your trading journey. Why did you decide to trade the share market in the first place? Well, it's a bit of an interesting question, Caroline. When I was 18, um, which really was many moons ago when the earth was flat and men sailed over the edge, um, I had it in my head that I always wanted to do share trading in some form and, and, and the thought that that would create a lifestyle that I would really prefer down the track. Um, and I thought share trading was a way to do that, to be honest. Um, my degree and career sort of directed me away from that for a while, although I had quite a bit of experience during that time with financial markets. I wasn't really trading apart from the odd gamble now and then in the when I'd get a hot tip from somebody and put some money on it and off I went and lost some money on that too. So <laughs> I like but, that, the gamble. Yeah, well it was true. It's it's very, very true. Um, and it was only when I come across the mentor program that I thought, hey, this might be a way to do it properly. So what did you like best about the mentor program? 
Well, it gave me a chance to learn how to trade properly. I knew of what little I knew, I knew I wasn't doing it properly. Um, so that's the first thing. Is uh, that because you weren't making money? Yes, and I didn't. And when I did make money, I didn't understand how that happened as well. Secondly, I actually I didn't realise how much I was bumbling about in the wilderness. Coming back to that understanding that next step about what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong. And, and you don't realise it during the time, but you think you're doing a fabulous job. And it's only later when you look at it, you think, well, no, that's not really the case. And then the guided learning um, that started with the basics, it, that's the bit that I really liked about it. It wasn't about the fact that I, I had to know stuff to go into the program. It was from there they, they accept that, that you knew that you don't have to know anything and, and they'll guide you through that process, which was, which was excellent. Um, the use of the forum um, was really, really good. It allowed me not only to ask questions and have them answered, but also allowed to ratchet up that learning when I wanted to. It was, it was really key for me to have a level of that depth of learning and that applied learning that progresses through. And that immediate feedback that you get from Chris and Louise has been really excellent through that whole mentor program process to the fact that I've seen them post at They'll be at 6 a.m., 10 p.m., even where it was one at 4.30 a.m. The amount of dedication that they put to it is, is really intense because you need that to understand it properly. What reassurance would you give someone who's thinking about getting involved in the mentor program? Thinking about it, and I'm going to be honest about this because I'll talk to you about how I felt prior to going into this and the reservations that I had. Um, and probably similar to somebody else starting on something completely new that they hadn't done before as well, I suppose. But I knew nothing about technical analysis, absolutely zilch. Um, and I thought I had to prior to coming in, but you soon learn that, no, you don't. Um, you really do start from the basics, and that's really actually a very simple part of all of that. It's um, I Also, I was a bit fearful um, that through not knowing anything that Chris and Louise thought I'd be completely dopey and pat me on the head and direct me to the nearest ASX website. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, of course, but you have those fears going in your head. I was also worried about whether I'd get value for money out of it too, to be honest. Um, would it be similar to a, the seminars and sales courses or the courses that happen where somebody puts a sales pitch through um, at the end with a huge crippling fee for a product that you know nothing about and don't understand? Um, none of that happened. Um, I'm very, very happy to say. In the end, I went into it to learn, and I did. In the end, I went into it because I wanted to make money, make money from trading for now and into the future. I'm very glad, and to my surprise, actually, that I'm confident that I now will be able to do that. That's taken probably right up to, to the end of the mental program and a little bit further to come to that realisation. I actually now do have the tools to do that. And then, for me, the... That now to do this equals the ability to live our life the way we want to, you know, to be able to have private schools, to be able to go on holidays, to know that that passive income, that money on the side is going to be there is, is excellent. And it's just overall, I mean, if we if we treat it as a business and, and we give it the seriousness it needs, in the end it will work. What's one surprise you've discovered about trading? Um, there's a couple. The first one is that, from the technical side, you really didn't need to know it. It's it's not something to be feared and it's very simple ultimately. That's not the big deal on all of this and, and that's the number the biggest learning. The second one and and almost up there as well is the amount that your own psychology comes into play. I wouldn't have had a clue prior to the mental program that that was so important, but now I do. 
I now know that you can get in the way of your own trade. So you can, let's take Brexit, for example, the amount of money that people would have won and lost during that time. Yeah, so that's the two main things. There are more, but they're the two big ones for me. Michelle, what's your advice to new traders? Um, look, while I bought shares years ago, I still do consider myself a new trader. I see the mentor program is starting from scratch in this and doing it properly for the first time. Um, again, I suppose that's a realisation too. I didn't realise I wasn't, so I am now. I understand that it takes time to develop in the system. Be patient. Um, it will Be patient and it'll happen. Patience is the key in all of this. I was listening to an interview on Talking Trading from Gary Stone and he refers to a wilderness period. And I think that's a fantastic reference and I, I use that now. I use that. You, you need time to relax into the process, to understand your system and to be able to get to a point where you can apply it mechanically and understand what your psychology is doing at the same time. Um, accept that If you accept that from the start, the end result will be far more profitable. Do you enjoy trading, Michelle? I do, yeah. I, it's, I, I really do. I think it's fun. I, I see it as something, there's so many things I don't know and, and that's the thing that's, that's continuing tricking me on that, to be able to see, to see a trend and to understand at what point what's doing what, what, what the psychology of the market is, is doing, what, what's the market telling me, not what I'm trying to manufacture. It's also helped my poker games too, which is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, we'll wrap it up there. Michelle Brunacci, thank you very much for coming on to Talking Trading, sharing your trading story. Okay, no worries. Thanks, Caroline. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week for high-energy guest life coach Ken D. Foster. I'm Caroline Stephen. Thanks for your company. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.